0: right is the ring of words pop news
1: the trivia music show
0: of your favorite pop stars
1: hey hey how you feeling out there everybody Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And if you're new to the program, we scour the internet and find lesser known facts about some of the big names, legends, megastars, or what I always say, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And let's see if you know as much as you think you know about some of these big names in music. I'm TJ Reed, and of course, I've got Yoon Chi with me in the studio. What's happening, man? Hey, guys. Can't believe you're still with us on this show. <laughs> That's awesome. Of
2: course they are. Why (laughs) wouldn't they be? Uh, Maybe they're busy. I don't
1: know. So you got somebody special you want to share with us today?
2: Absolutely. So I've got this guy. He's the collective memory of the Chinese people born in the 80s and 90s. Okay. Yeah, and personally, I've got an uncle that has the exact same name as this musician. Oh, so you think about Yeah, every him. time I hear this musician or
1: every time I see my uncle, <laughs> I think about him. Oh, man. Okay. I hope that's a, a good thought, maybe. Yeah, that, that kind of triggers a memory for me every time I see Oh, is it? Yeah, every time I see Bruce Lee, I think of my uncle because my uncle loved Bruce Lee and watched a lot of his movies. That's probably what triggered the interest in uh, Chinese culture for me a long time ago. So who do you got for us today? The musician that I have for you guys today is a very special, relatively a household name, uh, depending on your generation. So the younger generation, you definitely feel me and you know who this person is. But very special artist and can't wait to quiz you guys and see if you're up on some of the new yet old songs from this guy. So let's, let's, let's get right to it. But before we do, just a heads up, guys. All of the facts that we present on this show are internet-based. So they are not impervious to error. So if there's any information or facts that we give out that is not accurate, please shoot us a message and let us know. Get with us, and we would love to hear from you so we can make revisions for this show. So now that I've got that out of the way, let's get to it. So fact number one, and this is according to... Factinate.com This artist was born and raised in British Columbia, Canada But he's also an Italian citizen And he became a naturalized Italian citizen because of his grandfather Who's from a village in the country Italian? Yeah, so he's got Italian roots and I could definitely
2: I can already give you my answers because I only know one Italian singer (laughs) That's Andrea Bocelli
1: Okay, all right, I'll I'll save that for the uh, <laughs> for the guessing time, all right. <laughs> let's fast let's fast forward to the to the end of this. <laughs> So his grandfather, get this, started approaching nightclubs in the area when he was 16 years old, offering free plumbing jobs in exchange for giving this artist a performing slot. So Plumbing jobs? Yes. Yeah, so and gran- it's his grandfather, his grandfather, right? grandfather was a plumber. So um, like any institution or any building that has plumbing, it probably will need some service every now and then. And grandfather was offering his services for free so that they would allow his grandson to go in there. oh okay it's,
2: I didn't know that his grandfather is a professional plumber yeah I was thinking his profession <laughs> is something else and so he <laughs> and he still sacrifice so that's a that would be a huge sacrifice just a random skill right <laughs> right to, to get his grandson some opportunity in music
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: and I guess his grandfather also has a huge
1: faith in his singing skills yes of course he definitely wants to and I think that's probably the same for all family members they want to push their um their continuation or their children along and and give them the best opportunities that they didn't have that's awesome speaking of faith this artist also admitted in an interview with oprah that he'd always dreamed of becoming a singer even as a toddler he slept with a bible and prayed to be a singer when he grew up wow that just i haven't heard anything like that before
0: that That
2: sounds like a made-up story to me because like
1: (laughs) a little bit uh, i don't
2: remember much story from my childhood like a toddler. L- sleeping in your cradle with a book of Bible.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I mean, like because he, he could read at that. It age Sounds like right?
2: exaggerated to me. <laughs>
1: That might be a little bit of familial influence But, I mean, at least He might have been a little bit facetious when he made that statement Still, I mean, I guess the devotion Was from a really young age And a little bit more About this artist's upbringing So, I guess his father Was a professional Fisherman Why Mm. is that interesting? Is because that's actually one of the, if not The most dangerous job in the United States
2: Really, being a fisherman (laughs) Professional fisherman,
1: at First, I was like, it "Must be some pretty aggressive fish." I had no idea. I mean, I mean, you would always think that y- it would be uh, maybe a fireman or a police officer, or you know, somewhere along these lines. But right. according to well, NBC News, I read a report, and it is actually the most dangerous. I guess out of a hundred thousand people, mm. generally, okay, across all fields of work, uh, the average of people who lose their lives at work is about uh, three point five. Really, a uh,
2: year. I'm curious, what's the reason that caused? The, the death of these fishermen
1: Well that figure only represents death In employment on a general scale All over the country per year But for this field Out of 100,000 is actually 116 per year So 116 people die
2: As a fisherman, professional fisherman Yes
1: And I think that has a lot to do with uh, extreme weather. And of course, you're on a boat, so if there's extreme weather, especially in the Alaskan region where it's super cold, and also just uh, being around heavy equipment, and uh, a lot of people drown doing this type of work. This artist, I guess he did about six summers with his dad doing this kind of work. So uh, it's... Doesn't sound very responsible for taking his (laughs) son (laughs) to the boat, (laughs) where the risk is high. Yeah, I I, I guess it's, again, one of the most dangerous jobs and you could easily uh, lose your life. But this artist said, quote, that it it gave him a different perspective. It taught him to be responsible and what is necessary to be a man. So definitely a notable experience to say the least. So let's move on to fact number two. And this is according to popsugar.com, which is a pop celeb information database. This artist kinda, or sorta, cheated in the first talent contest he participated in. With his grandfathers? Was <laughs> that? Can
2: you define what's kinda sorta <laughs> cheated? What's the difference between like an official cheating? He cheated a little bit, you know. And do you have like further detail on how he cheated on that singing contest?
1: I do, actually. So his grandfather, once again, okay. uh, encouraged him to enter a local singing competition. He was 17 years old. And uh, although he won the competition the organizer later discovered that he wasn't at the required age of 18 ah, and okay. disqualified him
2: that doesn't sound like cheating to me so that's
1: why it's like yeah. kind
2: of sort of since when did these same competitions have like
1: requirements on people's age I think it it, it depends on the institution uh, yeah, some okay. of them like in the, in the states you had something called star search and different um, you know America's Got Talent I mean they're a little right. bit more flexible when it comes to to age restrictions but does Americans call talent have uh, like an age requirement i I, I don't think so okay
2: so that's odd that this particular institution requires the mm. participants to be
1: over 18. A little bit, a little bit, but either way, I'm sure they probably knew that, but wanted to get into it anyway. Um, fortunately, the organizer was so blown away by his talent that she helped him enter the British Columbia Youth Talent Search instead. So this one, obviously, was a different one that where that requirement wasn't there. And okay. this was his big break in winning the competition. And thanks to this organizer's suggestion, he won that particular uh, competition in 1992 by performing some of his grandfather's father's favorite jazz classics so that's that's awesome that's not a that's not a big surprise I think his grandfather had a huge influence on this uh, particular yes normally people who helped you when you were little or in your f- in the
2: early times of your career then later you want to thank them
1: yeah and then this artist made the statement that his grandfather was his best friend growing up he's the one that opened him up to a whole world of music that seemed to have kind of passed over this artist's generation and I and since I know the kind of music that this artist sings, I can definitely identify with that, and I think it's almost a bit of a strategy. I mean, also, so? and the reason why I, I feel like when you're singing songs of the classics, I mean, who are you really appealing to? You know, I, I mean, obviously,
2: definitely the, the ones from like a, the <laughs> last generation,
1: right? Right, right. And these are normally the people who are your judges. These are the people who that's smart own record yeah. labels, and these are the people who have all the power in the music business largely. So it almost seems like it's a really good idea to uh sing these songs and get into this genre because you're if you do it well enough, you're going to probably have lots of support.
2: Yeah, it sounds like this artist has a really clear image of the, which people he needs to pitch his music to.
1: I okay, and this is just a conjecture. I mean, I mean, I'm sure this it wasn't all planned out. I mean, I'm sure that this person and it's clear from his the way that he executes his style that this is something that's really it's more intrinsic like yeah that's true he's purely in love with this genre and this era of music but I'm just saying I'm just thinking that if it was planned out then it was a pretty awesome scheme if you know what I mean But
2: so, I would say Like most musicians Nowadays They have this sort of uh, Skill Because you gotta yes. know
1: What kind of music Your audience Appeal to Right It just seems like It would be so hard To try to appeal To these young people These days Because there's You know Their their interests And their tastes Are so wishy-washy Yeah I don't understand to... I don't get the, the taste of This generation's right, music Right so. Right So it just seems A lot easier To just yeah. Roll with uh, Well I mean Let's face it The baby boomer generation The older generation They make up the largest population and if you have something that you know this group remembers or really likes then you're gonna strike it with this generation and that's not a bad idea I think in this case it's not about appealing to
2: the newer generation or my generation's music taste it's about elevating The taste of the newer generation <laughs> with the classic melodies.
1: So, so you and saying the young folks' tastes are at an all-time low, <laughs> <laughs> or in another word, needs to be needs elevated. To be elevated, right, 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 right. That sounds a bit better. Let's move on to fact number three. So this artist got a record deal after performing at a wedding so this musician was just about to give up on his dreams of being a singer and began going to school for journalism when he was hired to perform at canadian prime minister brian mulroney's daughter's wedding at the age of 25 yeah that sounds like a pretty cool connection it and it had a lot to do with him winning that that competition um back in the day
2: oh so, so he got his name spread out after right, that competition right, right, right. Thing.
1: that's where he kind of got some um a little bit of notoriety and he sang a very classic song from Kurt Whale and it was called Mac the Knife and Mac the Knife. Mac the Knife. That yes. doesn't sound like a wedding song at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that is that song supposed to be romantic or anything?
1: Mac the Knife. If you just look at the title, it does sound like it's a a divorce it's a, song, a, a psychopathic song, right? Where he's mm-hmm. just had enough and he wants to just cut his wife or something. But, I know, but no, poor choice <laughs> on wedding songs. <laughs> No, it's actually a very beautiful song. It's got a lot of uh, style. I
2: I bet it does, but it's just from the the name. (laughs) Sounds weird. (laughs) Right, right. Sounds not
1: like it. But fortunately, the bride and groom were really impressed. And luckily, there was a music industry executive there that heard it and offered him a deal from that performance. Okay, that's what's up. Let's move on a little bit more about this fact. This musician famously dated Emily Blunt for a few years, and that's a, a very famous uh, British actress. And after they broke up, he's since admitted that he wasn't the most stellar boyfriend to the beautiful actress, and many blame his rumored cheating for their breakup. Hmm. And yeah, so for those who are familiar with Emily Blunt, yeah, for a few years, she dated this big star. And also, this artist also admitted he needed therapy after parting ways from the actress, which most could feel in his album crazy love so this is another big album from him that for sounds lis- big for listeners out there this is probably one of his biggest albums and for fans i'm sure they probably know yeah who i'm addressing by this point so all right so let's move on to fact number four and this is according to Factinate. This artist was so instantly attracted to his current wife, Luisana Lopilato, if I'm pronouncing that right. Sounds correct. And it didn't matter to him in the slightest that this Argentinian beauty basically spoke zero English. Like she didn't speak the language at all. But according to him, it was love at first sight. And this was kind of an interesting story as I read a little bit more about it. So I guess she phoned her mother after meeting uh, this singer and admitted that she was disappointed because (laughs) she was convinced that this musician was gay. And the reason why was because the whole night... When he was there, he kept talking to uh, the guy mm. that she went to the party with, and the reason why that he was talking to the guy was because the guy could speak English and the uh, whole time he was trying to okay figure yeah, out I get it he was trying to figure out if those two were involved and so that he could ask her out but he couldn't talk to her because yeah, he was he
2: was looking for a translator and
1: <laughs> pretty much or just trying to like get the scoop on what's going on between them because if she's free, then he wanted to try to uh...
2: yeah. On the other hand, sometimes guys can <laughs> they pretend to be talking to someone else because they might be a little bit nervous yeah. talking to the ones that they have a feeling for yeah, and that was probably one of the one of his tactics. <laughs> so I guess this Argentinian beauty
1: eventually uh, learned how to speak English. English, or the other way around? Well, the sources don't really say, but uh, those two eventually got married, and they're still together to this day, so they um, made it happen, even though there is a language barrier, which I find to be incredible.
2: Some very long-time married couples, they might argue that that's probably the main reason why they're able to stick together for so long, because (laughs) they're not going to have arguments and fights, because they don't. (laughs) <laughs> because they don't speak the
1: same language I beg to differ I kind of think that you're gonna have more fights and you, just because you don't understand what the person's saying doesn't mm. mean that they're not cursing you so you're out. not
2: gonna be able to like cl- clear the confusions right yeah 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 bury yeah. the hatchets
1: but I mean even for people who speak the same language you're going to have disagreements and problems so it's just it's. I think it's pretty equal as long as you got love that's all you really need that's amazing crazy love right
2: yeah that's really amazing <laughs> being married for so long and not speaking the same language.
1: Yeah. yeah, it seems like it would be a huge challenge, but not for this couple, apparently. We're going to move on a little bit more. So most notably, this artist was cast as an extra on the famous TV show called The X-Files back in 1996. Okay, heard about it. But um his brief appearance on the sci-fi series didn't go very well, unfortunately. But that's not the reason why he didn't appear in more films. The reason that he was banned from Hollywood was (laughs) kind of an interesting um, angle here. He got fired for eating a hot dog on the set that and um, <laughs> it was not designated for extras so his role didn't warrant him to have any of that hot dog but he was so hungry from obviously from doing the uh, different and Are those roles. hot dogs
2: made of gold? or?
1: <laughs> I guess they it's were just only a hot for dog. the A-list actors or whatever but he was an extra and he was hungry and he just took a, a hot dog and he ate it and the person that was, I don't know, the, the, the hot dog watchdog or whatever. <laughs> hot dog <or> watchdog. Caught <laughs> Him and fired him on the spot and banned him and said that so you'll, they, I you'll su- never work in Hollywood I, again. I, I,
2: I suppose the filming <laughs> set they have like a special committee. <laughs> That supervise, yeah, supervises if
1: those extras have eaten a hot dog. Seriously, they must have been watching them in the security cameras or whatever. I don't, or maybe it was just bad luck on him. Yeah, just... I bet they have like some other
2: problems. And they are faking. They use this as an excuse to fire him.
1: Maybe, maybe. I haven't yeah. seen the episode. I mean, maybe his performance yeah, was so bad they were just looking for an excuse to get rid of him anyway. But let's move on to the next fact here. Fact number Five, and I'm getting close to the end here. And this is according to Smooth Radio. This artist's mission is to keep the flames of the great classics of the American songbook alive and bring his style, vocality, and passion into the tunes that he loves and he grew up to. I think that's kind of a cool, a smooth kind of uh, mission. <laughs> But, um. Very big. Yeah, and he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders for that. Some of his most notable songs were covers from Nina Simone, Feeling Good, mm. You and I by Stevie Wonder, Dream a Little Dream of Me with uh, Ella Fitzgerald, and Come Fly With Me by Frank Sinatra. So. A lot of the classics, a lot of the historical gems of music he kind of brings back and sings. But he also, one of his most popular songs is, uh, he's got some originals too, which I find to be quite good. And uh, I got one song that I really like. When I go to the karaoke joint, I try my best to attempt to sing it. And um, let's see if you can figure out what it is, right? So. I've been keeping all the letters that I wrote to you. They're each about a line or two. I'm fine, baby. How are you? I'm good. I can send <laughs> you. Can you. Can you? I actually don't know. Oh, really?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Another airplane has come and gone away in Paris and Rome, but I want to go home you don't know
2: yeah I remember the the (laughs) tune of this one maybe surrounded by a million people I
1: still feel all alone I just wanna go home oh I miss you you know you
2: don't know (laughs) I know this one but uh, not not to the level that I can sing (laughs) along with
1: Alright, alright, well, that brings me to the end of all of my facts, and if you had to guess who you think this individual is, who would you say? By the way, just thank you TJ for your fantastic
2: illustration <laughs> on his music. <laughs> that didn't help me at all. But <laughs> but initially, I was thinking the only Italian singer or musician that I know is uh-huh. Andrea Bocelli.
1: Andrea Bocelli. Huh?
2: But that's not the name. That's not the guest for me. Yeah, because <laughs> so the biggest the biggest clue among the facts is that this singer is mostly... sounds like this singer is mostly famous for doing covers of the classics. Yeah. And I happen to know one musician that's very famous for doing Christmas covers. (laughs) (laughs) And my particular... And my favorite song from him is Have a holly jolly Christmas (laughs) It's the best time of the year (laughs) And the name... So I'm going to go with Michael
1: Bublé. Oh, all right. Let's hear what the judges have to say about that. Congratulations, my friend. (laughs) Looks like you got another one in the bag. (laughs) Michael Buble is a Canadian singer and songwriter who found fame in the early 2000s with a combination of reworked swing-era classics and original ballads. He's a classic jazz and soul singer who cites Stevie Wonder, Frank Sinatra, and Ella Fitzgerald as his major influences. His breakthrough album, It's Time, was named both album and pop album of the year at the 2006 juno awards and that album topped the charts in canada italy and spain and also sold strongly in the uk and the united states where it received two grammy nominations and i've got a couple of tracks that i'd like to share from this awesome musician first up i got home followed by moon dance let's hear it
3: Paris or Rome, But I want to go home mm-hmm. Maybe surrounded by A million people I still feel all alone Just want to go home Oh, I miss you, you know And I've been keeping All the letters That I wrote to you each one in line or i I'm fine, baby, how are you? Well, I would say them But I know that it's just not enough My words were cold and flat And you deserve more than that Another airplane, another side place I'm lucky, I know But I want to go home I got to go home Let me go home I'm just too far from where you are I want to come home Another winter day has come and gone away In the Paris, room And I want to go home Let me go home And I'm surrounded by a million people I still feel alone Let me go home Oh, I miss you, you know magic seems to whisper and a hush and all the soft moonlight seems to shine in your blush. Can I just have one more moon dance with you my love? Can I just make some more You just tremble inside and I know how much you want me that you can't hide. Can I just have one more moon dance with you, my love? Can I just make some more romance with you, my love? You just tremble inside And I know how how much you want me That you can't hide Can I just have one more moon dance with you, my love? Can I just make some more romance with you? Ah!
1: And that was Moon Dance by Michael Bublé. Love that track. I love that swing classic sound. And I think that one was originally done by Van Morrison. I've heard a lot about him in the in the jazz era of music. But um, yeah, cool track. I like that he's bringing back the classics. And uh, for some of us, even you know, you know, my generation, I think anybody, if it's done right, can still appreciate this kind of music.
2: Yeah, I feel more related to the first song, Home. It's like a sweet, oh yeah, and slow. Song and for those, absolutely, I think if, after you listen to this song, it's a good time to call your mom and dad and uh, tell them how much you love them. <laughs> yep, isn't it? Yep, tell me about it.
1: The foreigner in another country, yeah, I feel nostalgic when I hear that song for sure. So you're gonna hit
2: the phone up after this recording,
1: right? <laughs> for sure. Yunji, so he got for us today,
2: yeah, sure. So, so this musician, I think it's relatively easy for you to guess TJ okay (laughs) because as I told he's a big name in the 80s and 90s and still today so right. so let's get right into it awesome fact number one he was attending a fundraising event at one time and after his performance there was this philanthropist who offered 500,000 Hong Kong dollars in exchange for him to perform another Mandarin song called Sorry I Love You from the hottest TV drama of that year? Okay. So he accepted that offer, but of course he was unprepared. <laughs> and uh, as someone who just entered the showbiz for, I think it was the fifth year for his showbiz career, um, he made a common mistake like many rookies. So he studied the song four keys higher than the original key. Mm. So just picture. I remember there's this one episode where TJ was trying to do the song like a E5. Right? If you start, <laughs> if you start the the beginning of that song like higher than the then it's supposed to be, mm. and then at the chorus, you'll be squeaking your voice trying to hit that note.
1: Oh uh, so okay, yeah, right, right, right.
2: And then, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, well, you could start lower and then go higher, right? Yeah, so that's easier. But because he was unprepared, so mm. he started the song higher than it's supposed to be. And it was no surprise that his voice cracked in the chorus part. Mm.
1: <laughs> Man. Yep. It's one thing to do it in like a singing room, but in front of a lot of people.
2: As a professional. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like uh, humiliating. But it's funny that because of the popular TV drama... This accident somehow caused a lot of discussions and boosted his popularity.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, wow, it th- that doesn't normally work out in that way, but uh, that's kind of cool in his case.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's this sort of a theory in the show business that
1: no news is bad news. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if things if people are talking about you, at least they're talking about you.
2: Yeah, you. anything that can win you the, the front cover. Of yeah. a magazine Or the news program Then
1: it's, it's ex- going to help It's exposure it doesn't
2: so. matter If it's like a, a good coverage Or bad coverage And it gives
1: you time To like come up With an excuse On why You didn't perform As well yeah, An apology right.
2: And it wins Another round Of, <laughs> of data not of clicks
1: Not always an apology But just a reason Why it didn't work out And then it could Just become this Media circus And more people Will listen yeah, in Media circus Exactly And then you can Clowns. Come back And you can hit That song again And and be like, well, if if I was prepared, this is what it would sound like. Yeah, I'm I'm
2: trying to perfect it this time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but of course, that was the year in 1991, and I believe people back then they were a lot more innocent. But I think nowadays (laughs) you have the celebrities very much more aware of playing with publicity and attention because like I don't know much about the showbiz industry in the America but I know you have Kim Kardashian Paris Hilton Mm -hmm. who were intentionally released some negative
1: coverage to win the attention from the public yeah yeah and it worked out for them you know because it's just like people can't get enough
2: yeah no news is bad news no news is bad news
1: oh okay okay got it got (laughs) it yep
2: (laughs) that was fact number one and now it's number two and this is according to Hong Kong Express magazine which mm. stopped publication in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this artist he was acting in some films as minor roles didn't get him very famous. All right. And he made a breakthrough in 1996 by taking the lead role in the movie commemorating Teresa Tung oh, uh, someone okay. that TJ knows about. Yes. And for this movie he was for the first time nominated for the Best Actor Award in Hong Kong Film Award. All right. And in 2008, he was able to take the role of acting Mei Fang, who is a Peking Opera master. Okay. And uh, in order to portray this character, he spent two months to gain weight because Ooh. the character, the original character, Mr. Mei gained weight in his midlife. And so there, which w- weight did he gain? Well, I'm not familiar, but I've got an interesting side story here. So there was one time the crew was offered dumplings for dinner. He was late after shooting. So Zhang Zi was also part of the cast as well. This is the
1: actress from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah.
2: So Miss Zhang pranked this musician by telling him that all those 200 dumplings were made by the director exclusively for him. He actually bought it and tried really hard, but eventually stopped after some 30 dumplings.
1: Yeah, I would imagine so. Dumplings (laughs) are pretty filling. No, that's pretty cool, man. I mean, I think when um, artists or actors they shed weight or gain weight for certain roles. It's just, very professional. It's re- uh, it's really intense, you know. And and there's a very famous actor named Christian Bale, and I think um, absolutely Batman. He am Batman. He lost about thirty kilograms for, for which a role? role but it was really dangerous Like you could see his like skeletal system and it was right. really it was very dangerous the amount of weight that he lost and if you see the pictures you would probably freak Scared. out yeah and uh, and then he gained the weight back for the batman role Quickly after that, and uh, yeah, so it's just, um, and uh, you have a, f- a few other stars that did the same thing, but it takes a toll on your body, and it's not something that's encouraged. But yeah, it just c- shows the determination of some of these, um, you know, talented people.
2: Yeah, I call that professional acting shit because people normally just see the glamour of being a celebrity, being an actor, actress. But yeah. s- most of the time, in order to portray a really good character, you gotta really fit yourself, both physically and mentally, into that role, and sometimes. It's gonna leave a afterward effect on your mind and the body.
1: Yeah, sure. It can um yeah, I think the Joker was always a really difficult role to play and it's affected the actors that took on those roles and yeah, there's that weight gain and weight loss, it's just really unhealthy and if you don't do it right it could put you know, it could put you in the hospital.
2: Yeah, so huge respect to this musician for eating those sturdy dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> would have been more impressive if he ate all two hundred. Yeah, but. now it sounds a little bit small <laughs> yeah. with the dumplings.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think
2: so. <laughs> but it's supposed to be more serious. Yeah, so that was fact number two. All right. Fact number three, this is according to Wayback Machine. Website. So this musician, he is very actively involved in charity. We have talked about some other musicians or a lot of celebrities. They participate in charity events. But this one, for this particular musician, there are two things that make him stand out. First one, he has won a Guinness World Record for the largest number of children being helped for his years of participation in numerous
1: fundraising projects by UN Children's Fund. Really? I mean were they keep they were keeping count? Like he, they counted like all yes. the children and like
2: <laughs> Yeah, according to this website <laughs> the, record. The, the number of children that was helped by him was was eight hundred million.
1: Eight hundred million kids.
2: I think for for his case, he didn't donate those money to these children. Mm. So he was so, sort of being the voice uh, for the U, for, for the United Nations project. And I guess the United Nations kept uh, the number and the records for him
1: I see what, right. was, the, what did the charity he spoke for them or he? What, what did he actually do for the kids? So he was speaking,
2: he was trying to promote these fundraising events To raise the money for the vaccines for kids in China
1: oh, So he didn't actually give vaccines, he spoke oh, no, on right. it
2: Yeah, so he spoke on it, he advertised it
1: Oh, okay
2: yes. And that could win you a Guinness World Record Interesting, <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so that
1: was the first... I uh, you got to read the fine print on these things. Okay, got it.
2: Yeah, so that was the first uh, charity event. And the second, I'm not 100% sure if it's true because I was trying to find uh, English sources. But according to this Wayback machine, it's a... Wave back machine. Yeah.
1: Sounds very scientific.
2: So in 1994... The local councils in Oakland and San Francisco, they have each decided October the 15th and 16th each year to be named after this musician to commend his contribution in his charity events because I think in that year, on that day, October the 15th, this musician was walking on the Golden Gate Bridge for fundraising. Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, America? That's right, in San Francisco. And Oakland he City was walking Council? on the bridge? Because normally, you're from, you're from California. People, yeah, because normally
1: people don't yeah. walk across that bridge.
2: Yeah, I know. This sounds like a really big title for a government to name a day after you. And I, I was trying to search for the English, English sources to this. But yeah. I was able only to find a Chinese website, so... All right. I'm still doubtful to this But it's an interesting fact <laughs> Yeah it is Okay and now it's Fact number four And this is according to Hong Kong open
1: page Alright So for the first Six or seven years Of his music Wait, career Wait this source Is still in existence Or has this one been <laughs> <laughs> Funny that you ask This one Is still existing yeah. Okay alright yes. right. <laughs> It's not a magazine
2: It's a website Alright just, right. just making sure all Good right. luck. Li- keep up the good work <laughs> So for the first 6-7 years this musician he mostly sings ballads and pop songs like most other musicians do
1: uh-huh.
2: and but later he considered the music style in Hong Kong and China's pop music world were lacking the elements that make people want to dance and Okay. then he brought his producer to South Korea to look for the inspirations for dancing music it's very interesting because that was so he I went think, to South Korea yeah I think that was in 1996 or 7 and okay. for in the 1990s. inspirations for dancing music because you know that today it's I'm not sure when which year you guys are listening to this program but we are recording at <laughs> 2022 uh, so at least in this year uh-huh. Korea is ve- I mean South Korea is very famous. So it's interesting that from
1: 1996 or I feel seven, like K-pop kind of picked up momentum in the 2000s right and in the uh definitely in the if you say 2000 that's not too far
2: from 1996
1: <laughs> yeah at least for i mean i guess in the, in the american market it, it picked up steam in like the, the late 2000s early 2010s mm. especially with psy you know yeah that happened oh, but and stuff. yeah that's right. when the, it became big in, in but in that's America. not k-pop yeah that's not k-pop the, it's just
2: the that's it?
1: eccentric style what hit wonder huh
2: yeah so it's it's interesting that as early as in 1996 he was already in South Korea mm. to look for dancing music inspirations right? Okay. so in 1997 he released his first album in electro dancing music and which was kind of really revolutionary for, okay. the, for the Mandarin Cantonese music world because it's mostly full of ballads mm. and so between
0: 1998
2: and 1999 his three albums have been on the top 10 list in terms of sales volume. And two of these albums were number one and number two. Okay. So so he's the person that brought electro dancing music to the Mandarin Cantonese music
1: world and made this style popular Okay So he's the uh, electro funk or the electro dance king in China The dancing
2: king indeed Alright Alright So the next fact about this guy His most famous film is called
1: Comrade and check this out Almost a Love Story Almost a Love Story Not quite a love story Like so Is it one sided Like one person's like Eh And the other person's like I'm deeply in love with you It's more like A kind of tragic love
2: story Where two people Are deeply in love But Mm. they For some reasons They didn't end up Being together
0: Mm, Yeah so
2: almost A love story Got it Got it Okay yeah Yeah, yeah. That can be That sounds pretty dramatic Yeah so this film Is currently Number 126 On the list Of the the top 250 movies Recommended by a Chinese website.
1: <laughs> now, if it was at like, the top five or top ten, then it's like, okay. It's always top ten. Like yeah, but
2: 250, they're actually all good movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, and, and in fact, his role in, in this film was so successful mm-hmm. that his wax statue in the Hong Kong Museum, Madame Tussaudt. Oh, right. And right. his wax statue was actually made after his
1: look in this movie. Oh, okay. So then, that's probably the signature film. If you want to know who this guy is, then you got to watch that film. Yeah,
2: just uh, you you probably will
1: name. You probably know
2: the main actress in this film. So he was in this movie with Maggie Chang.
1: Maggie, I've heard this name a lot. I think she did a few films with, uh, of course, Jet Li, because I watch a lot of kung fu films.
2: She's pretty big in the Chinese movie industry. So yeah.
1: All right, all right. Not drawing a clearer picture for me about who this is yet, but um, okay.
2: Yeah. So that was a film about romantic story, and he. For his actual romantic love story Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh He was I think he never confirmed this Okay But I think it's quite public known that he was dating a Chinese actress named Shu Qi for seven years. Shu Qi, oh, that sounds really
1: familiar. Yeah, I that's think, another big actress. I think that she did a film with Jason Statham, and uh, they, it was called The Transporter. Very famous movie. Uh, English think, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I think I know who she is, and he never came forward with that. Huh? That was kind yeah, of on the so down low.
2: I think he didn't confirm the relationship because... The actress Shruti, she had a bit of a controversial history. Right, in okay. The uh, acting business. Yeah. yeah, so that's why his <laughs> fans and his families were resistant for him okay. to be with her.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I can see why that, that that took place. That's that's too bad, but yeah.
2: Yeah, and speaking of romance, just one more tiny fact for you guys. So my favorite song from this musician is a romantic song called Will You Come or <laughs> Are you coming tonight or not?
1: <laughs> wow, that's pretty straightforward.
2: <laughs> yeah, now that I translate it, kind of sounds there are some more implications hidden behind sound the name. Quite
1: romantic at yeah, all. It's very direct. But
2: actually, the song itself is very soft and romantic.
1: Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the only way it would work because if it's, I mean, those words are just so. So abrupt Are you coming or not? (laughs) Awesome Yeah.
2: So we have hit The end of all the facts I wonder people from my age Would get his name Because I don't personally know This musician that much Apart from my uncle Okay
1: (laughs) I think I might have a guess but i'm not really sure i mean uh you have any other details you'd like to give me before i make my guess or what
2: Yes, I actually omitted one tiny fact because I omitted. wanted to Okay. Because I wanted to make this you Hear that
1: folks, he wants me to get it wrong a again. little
2: bit harder for TJ here. <laughs> but during a concert of his in 1999, he suddenly announced he will no longer participate in any music awards and events. That's a little bit uh, not very common, like that's
1: actually pretty cool. I like the fact that he just says, "You know what? This award ceremony nonsense is overrated." and I'm just going to do music. Yes. If you like it, you like it. If not, then that's cool too.
2: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. But is, even though he's not going to attend those m- events, his career as a musician will continue. Mm. And um, so the public perception to this quitting is that for the past 10 years, the awards and the nominations in Hong Kong music market have mostly been claimed by him and three other guys... <laughs> So he's like. So he's won I won the them all four. already. I'm good. Yeah. I don't
1: need any more of your awards. So like he's
2: trying. He's like being humble, <laughs> to pass the awards, pass the opportunities to it those newcomers. It's like a
1: humble brag. It's like, yeah, yeah i I won it I'm all. I'm done with I'm it. I'm stepping yeah. down so other people can get I've yeah, had now. enough. Yeah, I've It's. I'll let other people win some awards. Now my closet
2: because. is filled with these trophies. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's 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 pretty awesome.
2: Yes, so the biggest color for you, TJ Yeah, it sounds like you said that there's uh, Three other people His, He, along with three other people These four guys, they
1: have a particular Title. I think they're part of the uh, the Four Heavenly Kings, right? That's right, we okay. already talked about two other Guys. Yeah, yeah, so then <laughs> that means That that whittles it down to uh, Two people. And 50-50 I think, And so I think I might know who it is And if I get it wrong. looks more like a dancer Yeah, yeah, you mentioned the Electric scene, so I'm thinking if if my sources haven't failed me. Sources? Where did you get your sources? <laughs> I'm going to guess Aaron Kwok. Aaron Kwok.
2: Hmm. Well, it's a 50-50 chance, guys. Is TJ going to get it right this time? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Aaron Kwok, why do you like a dancer to KJ? J? The musician is actually Leon Lai or in Mandarin Li Ming. So, so well, that's he,
1: that's you know what I I refute this uh, this <laughs> revealing because you know the guy that I guess was actually also a a heavenly king and he's also a dancer, uh, a like dancer, a dancer and electric mm. from you know from the electric genre.
2: Yeah, I guess my facts. Uh, <laughs> you can blame my facts for being ambiguous. <laughs> So, Leon, live Lai, from 1990 to 1999, he has received over 200 music awards before he announced that he
1: will no longer receive them. Well, yeah, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, so, <laughs> and uh, his fans are mostly from China, Asia, and the Chinese communities around the world. And during former South Korea president's visiting speech in China's Tsinghua University, he also mentioned how popular Leon is in South Korea. All right, all right. And you got some songs you want to share with us today? Absolutely. The first song I have for you today is a cover song of Fly Me to the Moon. Ooh, Frankie Blue Eyes, huh? Yeah, which I personally also did a cover on this. (laughs) And that will be followed by a very rhythmic, dancing electric song called Love the Sky, Love
1: the Earth. With in, or in Mandarin, IT and ID. Sounds good. But before we get to those tracks, Yunqi, we're going to go ahead and call it for this episode. Thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Pop Muse. And be sure to check us out next time for more episodes. I'm TJ Reed. And I'm Yunqi. And be sure to tune in for the next episode. See you next time, folks. See ya. Peace.
4: Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars Let me see you What springs like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand In other words Babe, kiss me